Ah, greetings, B-movie aficionados. Hello, welcome to A Couple of Flicks. I'm Tristan. I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. All right. And before we talk about the, these three films that we've selected, um, do either of you want to talk about anything you've watched recently? I haven't watched much. I think the last thing I watched was uh, Tremors 6. I started those again. <laughs> ah, yes. How was that one? Eh, that was okay. More of the same. It's pretty much people shooting at dirt at this point. <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> i've only seen like the first one or two maybe <laughs> yeah yeah they don't get any better <laughs> yeah the first two are the best yeah i yeah I, I i've seen at least one of the sequels i think the third one and i may have seen the fourth one but if i did i don't remember it so yeah, yeah they're pretty the, for, pretty forgettable yeah <laughs> did either of you uh watch mortal Kombat? not yet i want to i say i saw it last night nice or yesterday yeah sometime over this weekend i saw it yeah it was decent not bad cool no what you expect yeah Yeah. i heard a a lot of people are nitpicking it like it's got to be better than the 90s stuff come on yeah 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 if you just want to go in watching some gory fights and you know that kind of shit yeah, yeah. i mean the plot obviously sucks ass but <laughs> what, what do you expect it's, it's mortal combat yeah yeah I mean, uh, well i grew up with the first two and i remember i remember liking both of them but i'm sure if i watch them today they'll they'll be embarrassing but you know i'm mm-hmm. still a part of me, I think, will always be nostalgic for them, you know. So. Well, we got Annihilation on the worst 100, so. Oh, no, oh, it is on there. Okay. Yeah. I was right. I was trying to figure that out, but I guess I just yeah. Yeah, missed. I guess. <laughs> Splendid. All right, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I I'm looking forward to rewatching that one because, like, even though I liked it when I was a kid, when I watched, like, I've kind of gone back and watched some clips of it on the internet and. It, I don't know. It doesn't look like it aged very well. So I, yeah, I remember it being the first like you know as a kid you like all movies basically you watch. I remember yeah. that being the first one. I was like, oh wait, this sucks. <laughs> 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 I remember it distinctly. Yeah, I think I watched that one like four or five times. I think I showed it to my cousin. I was like, oh check, you gotta see more coming Annihilation. He was like, uh, okay, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um oh and oh, i also yeah. watched some uh david lynch films i watched blue velvet and Mulholland drive ah yeah uh i liked blue velvet a lot that one was really good yeah Mulholland yeah, drive blue- was meh <laughs> <laughs> Mulholland drive is an interesting one because like there comes a point in that movie like i think it's like about like a like the hour 40 minute mark hour 30 where suddenly like all the characters names change 
and like their identities get all switched around and then like it just gets like really hard to follow after that like mm-hmm. i yeah it's like at the two hour mark it's a two and a half hour movie and yeah. then at the two hour mark he does that and i'm like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah that movie gets messed up i I like it now. The first time I watched it, I was really confused by it, though. And when I rewatched it, I was like, okay, now I kind of get what they're going for, you know. Now I love it. Like, it's a movie that I think had to kind of grow on me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Blue Velvet, I remember the first time I watched that, I was very overwhelmed. I I was very overwhelmed by it. (laughs) Yeah, that one was wild. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really like Mulholland Drive, and then, but I did like Blue Velvet a lot, so... Maybe I'll have to watch the other one, but it's so long, Mulholland Drive. It's daunting, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I feel like Mulholland Drive is kind of, um, I don't know, I feel like it's kind of touching on a couple different things at once. It's definitely, I mean, it's intended to be a pretty, like, um, uh, it's intended to be something of an anomaly, I guess, but there are a lot of heady aspects to it though that are pretty hard to get into so mm, although yeah. it's not as it's not his most challenging movie yeah you know, no, it was that was straightforward until like the end yeah and i liked just dennis hopper and fucking blue velvet was amazing yeah <laughs> one of my favorite <laughs> the favorite scenes of that was what do you drink, buddy? Uh, Heineken. <laughs> Heineken. Fuck that shit. Paps. Blue ribbon. <laughs> and he's like sucking on the ether and all that shit. Yeah. yeah it was really intense. I mean, he, his performance in that movie was like almost like performance art. Like it was. He just yeah, kind of entered so into good. his own universe. It was so almost. fucking good. Yeah, it was terrifying. And and um. I remember I, one of my friends had a shirt of Blue Velvet. It was like a picture of him with the gas mask on. And it says on the top, don't you fucking look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you bought that shirt. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely a great film. Uh, I, I, I love that movie. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely messed up. So. Mm-hmm. Um. I finished all the best picture nominees. So oh, sure. um, you. yeah, I I'd say overall, like kind of a crummy lineup. Like most of these movies were just okay. Um, the only two that I really thought were like anything exceptional was Judas and the Black Messiah and um, the father. And then I actually, I thought Chicago seven was, was pretty good, but the, I didn't like how like there were there was like a lot of humor in it. It just seemed sort of at odds with what the movie was about, you know. I just found it kind of distracting. Like I don't know. I I don't. Maybe it's like personal preference. Like I, I guess a lot of people like humor these days, which is understandable. So, but it just didn't feel right to me. I guess. So. Um, but the father was was really good. I, I would recommend that one. So. Totally forgot to catch up on those. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I haven't seen one of them. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just not the greatest year. They're, I, going, I they're going on tonight, right? Isn't it tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, I don't know. I already know how they're going to go. Like, Soul is probably going to win Best Animated Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then like, as far as the doc, actually, the documentary category is the only one I care about because my octopus teacher 
I really love that movie. But although although I heard Commission was really good, so I might watch that one. Um, and I think that also got best foreign film nominee or best in, um, foreign language film. I guess it's what the title that category is called. But another round is probably going to win that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just not the most interesting Oscars this year. Um, I didn't really like Mank. I didn't really like Nomadland. I didn't really like Promising Young Woman. Um, Sound of Metal was decent. Yeah, I mean... Minari? That's the, one I, that's the oh, only one I wanted to see. Oh yeah, Minari's worth seeing too, actually. That one's, that yeah. one's good too. I think it had... I think it had... Um, how do I put it? There, there was one character that I was a little puzzled by, but I don't really want to spoil it. Like, I think you should probably watch the movie first. You might know what I mean when you watch it. So, um, yeah, no, Minari, I would say is worth seeing, but yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't crazy about this year's movies. So they definitely weren't as good as last year's. Yeah, well, it was a weird year for movies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I've been trudging through uh, Andy Milligan's filmography. That's been pretty painful. So I, I saw all I your watched, letterbox oh, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I I watched um, Guru the Mad Monk this morning. I forgot to put that one on. So um, they're pretty awful. <laughs> like <laughs> I, it's obvious that he definitely like was more of a like a theater director. Because yeah, he definitely doesn't know how to direct the movie. Um, it like even his editing is hard to look at. Like his, his, I don't. I mean, I think honestly, like I think the ghastly ones in particular. I think I spotted a goof or a continuity error or some problem in either every shot or almost every shot. Um, I mean, they're super incompetent. It's like unbelievable how bad they are. I think my favorite so far might be guru the mad monk because that one's only like 56 minutes oh, nice. <laughs> but man those, those 56 minutes though are punishing i mean yeah i don't know <laughs> i wouldn't really recommend his movies unless like you're curious about really screwed up films <laughs> yeah I, I still got that the box set to go through so yeah i would definitely take your time um <laughs> I'm not taking my time and I I really wish I did because I, I think that like, I don't know, they've grown on me a little too much, I think. Like I watched the this one, the rats are coming, the werewolves are here, which is just awful. Just so, so awful. Like the werewolves don't even show up until like the last 10 minutes, like maybe even the last eight minutes, like possibly. Most of the movie is just like a really screwed up family drama about like, torture and incest and stuff it's awful and then there's a subplot about this girl who like tortures uh mouse at one point and then she goes and gets a bunch of rats and then she gets bitten by one of them and then she so she gets mad and decides to return them to this like this guy who she bought them from it's like this crusty creepy guy who lives in this smelly looking shack and he gets all mad at her and they get into a fight. And then she, I think she accidentally like burns his house down and kills him. <laughs> like, I don't even remember exactly. <laughs> they're just so awful. <laughs> wow. And they're, they're really confusing too. I mean, just, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Mm-hmm. I, although that one I'd say is worth seeing because Andy Milligan actually shows mm-hmm. up in it and he's an interesting actor to say the least. Mm. So. <laughs> All right, anyway, so I guess we should jump right into these, these choices now. So. Um, so we're gonna start with mine, which was <clears throat> Mika Droid Robokill Beneath, not under, Beneath, Disco Club Layla. So I had to kind of practice it in the mirror a few times. So. <laughs> it is quite the name. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. So um so the reason I chose it was pretty much based on because of the title. Like I was like, with a title like that, there's no way it could be bad. Um and like I won't say that it's good exactly. Like it's kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of different ideas that we've seen in other movies, you know, like hardware and Terminator two and one, um, and just a lot of other stuff, Robocop. It, like it's basically like like okay, it kind of starts off sort of like um it kind of has like a, almost like an avant-garde like documentary sort of style where it's showing this backstory involving another situation in which the government is experimenting on soldiers. Um, yeah, World War II shit. Yeah, you know, pretty classic trope. Although I will say the World War II setting is, that's kind of different. Um, although, I mean, Japan was pretty heavily affected by World War II, so it's understandable like why they would actually want to maybe touch on that. Um, and actually, I think this was released by Toho, from what I understand. Yep. So, so this is familiar territory for them. What was that? Or oh, I thought one of you said something. Um. Anyway, so uh, so basically, like this. So they um, there's like a a there, there's this whole situation in which they're developing like a super soldier, which is like a combination of soldier with robot parts and robot sort of fusions, I guess you could call them. And um, it's kind of um, showing that sort of desperate situation, which of course, you know, predictably goes wrong. And um, it's kind of very briefly kind of summarized in the beginning. And then it jumps to the main setting of the film, which in, so basically it jumps ahead several several decades and this military complex is pretty much it's it, it, it's underground obviously and above it they've built a, a disco club um which is probably not an ideal location for, yeah. for that i got um, the i figured it was like a hidden place they didn't know about while building like a indian burial ground or something yeah yeah yeah, it's um, it's like a bunker. Ca- it's like a pretty cavernous type of. Bu- it kind of reminded me of like Day-, Day of the Dead or something like that. Just the whole um, hiding underground aspect to it. So like they have this secret bunker where they can conduct whatever kind of experiments or whatnot they can, you know, conjure up. Um, but of course, time has passed and there's a party going on upstairs at the disco club, which I was hoping there would be more of in this movie. Yeah, you know? that's what I was going to say, too. I thought there would yeah. be more of that shit, but no. Yeah. Like, I was hoping that there would be some kind of, like, cheesy, sleazy type of stupid, like, 
crappy thing where like people are wearing dumb clothes and listening to shitty music or something. Like I thought it'd be kind of funny, but it ended yeah. up just kind of being like your standard disco club where people are in a room, they're da- they're dancing around, there's some lights and like it's kind of it. It's like yeah. oh, okay. So that's whatever, I guess. Um not much of a novelty there. But um, you know, doesn't really matter because pretty soon one of the um I think the the main the main one that they were sort of engineering uh has escaped surface level and just starts pretty much um you know detonating everybody or not detonating but just blasting everyone in sight which there's sort of a car park location underneath the disco club which again not a very convenient place to put a car park but whatever um I mean, I guess maybe it was attached to the the actual military complex. So I guess it doesn't really ultimately matter. Um, some people get massacred. <clears throat> a couple of characters that we don't really know a whole lot about other than they're pretty much paired up. Um, they end up sort of getting sort of wrapped into this whole situation. Um, and they, they're the ones that end up finding the entrance. Um, let's see there were there were some there were some interesting little death scenes early on um some one kid gets blasted while he's on a skateboard um it's pretty funny (laughs) his dead body just keeps rolling along (laughs) standing still yeah 90s movie staples just skateboarding kids (laughs) yep yep and you know much like in body melt um this skateboarding kid gets gets massacred pretty hard so <laughs> that's pretty funny um let's see there's oh there was one involving this that girl who like she gets all chopped up her clothes fall off and then she collapses against the wall it's kind yeah. of artistic yeah it was funny because <laughs> yeah. it was there was like a painting like a regular painting of like people holding <laughs> hand, like character like stick figures holding hands and dancing or whatever yeah she, like slapped herself <laughs> to make like the last link in it or whatever yeah it was like a peace on earth symbol that she decided to contribute to using her own blood i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> I laughed at that part, yeah. Um, yeah, that was great. I, I got a kick out of that. Um, yeah, so some creative death scenes. The main girl mostly just screams her head off. Um, doesn't really do yeah. a whole lot else. <laughs> and the main the main guy, he, he like got shot early on from like, but it's he was limping the whole time, even though he was like shot in his his shoulder. I was yeah. Like, why are you limping man you just got shot on the shoulder his blood was his his blood was everywhere all over his arm like it yeah. was not a light move <laughs> he was like oh, oh, oh. Yeah. he was complaining the whole time <laughs> yeah about how much pain he was in you know um uh let's see oh yeah then they start encountering some some uh some people that are already down there although they turn out not to be people it's like a I don't know. I don't really even know what they were going for. It kind of reminded me of the movie Virus a little bit, like except the robots aren't like wearing. Well, I mean the robots have, have already become equipped with the human um, endoskeleton, whereas in Virus they were trying to find them, which is actually a really disgusting idea now that I think about it. But um, in this movie, the the there was like 
one has there's actually one kind of creepy effect where one of them has like a meltdown and its face sort of gets all weird looking and, yeah it was like claymation yeah. shit yeah <clears throat> i'm always into those kinds of things um let's see eventually the actual kill bot the the mika droid i guess it is um more or less meets meets its match against another robot with more of a human sort of quality what i guess what i gather it was there were three of them in the they were like they were olympians training to be olympians and world war ii happened so they were getting experimented on because they were you know physical specimen but the the actual robot was the only one that got stuff implanted while the other ones just got like i don't know drugs and shit that made them not age or anything oh okay <clears throat> that makes more sense i think i i was confused about that so but yeah. that actually makes more sense so and that would also explain why at the end he ends up kind of sacrificing his life which spoiler the movie ends with the 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 non-human entity or barely human entity i guess in this case um, super soldier yeah the super soldier sacrificing his life for the good of humanity um which i don't really even understand why he did because humanity kind of screwed him over but whatever um the other two characters end up kind of not really doing much else other than chilling no they just <laughs> ran, ran away yeah. the whole time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then at the end they're they've gone homeless and destitute i, I guess they're just chilling they just they just took a seat on the curb outside of the club yeah. smoked a cig yeah and they're <laughs> shivering and smoking a cigarette and they're like oh and they just they looked like they were homeless for some i was like what in the world <laughs> they just saw some shit i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah they were trauma they were they experienced shell shock um i don't know i thought the movie was fine like it was dumb as hell but i really i it yeah. was i expected no less it didn't really it was short enough that yeah like it, it didn't feel like it was trying to be anything spectacular i kind of got this the sense that there's several like that there's like probably a lot of these movies like probably dozens of these sort of mm-hmm. kill bot themed films from the from japan that came out in the late 80s early 90s because i was scrolling yeah. through a list of them hour-long ones because it was just like an hour yeah. 10 minutes or something yeah like <clears throat> i was seeing and some of them i've actually seen like i've seen gunhead which <laughs> I think I've mentioned this before, but the trailer for Gunhead is better than the actual movie Gunhead. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, and there's some others that from that kind of came out around this time too. So I think this movie was like another that was kind of got swept up in that craze. But I mean, this one has a little bit more of an interesting title. Uh, doesn't really use its premise to much of an advantage. It's not really as campy as it could have been um but i was entertained i mean it's it's always interesting to see a movie from japan that kind of does tries to do this sort of thing and and i also did kind of like the atmosphere it had like it was sort of a slick kind of empty but yet at the same time kind of um stylish feel i mean it was fine it was fine yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i expected a little more to happen but yeah, you know it was definitely. still well paced for the hour and ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. 
I was also expecting yeah. it to be another like splatter Japanese splatter fest, but yeah, like the other two we watched. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> me, me as well. I was hoping there would be more gore. Like there was, there were some decent little moments here and there, but nothing really spectacular or epic. You know, yeah. it was mostly just like I don't know the the part with the guy getting shot on the skateboard was probably my favorite. <clears throat> you know, that was some good squib act. That was like RoboCop style, like. <laughs> type of stuff mm-hmm. you know that looked pretty cool uh looked pretty painful <laughs> so, yeah you know i felt really bad for the actor because you know, that couldn't have felt very good you know nah. it's like getting punched in the chest it was like <laughs> <laughs> just cool. um yeah like it was not as entertaining as as i was expecting but at the same time it was entertaining enough like that i didn't feel super dissatisfied or anything like yeah i hear yeah yeah it was over quick (laughs) yeah it was it was generally pretty painless Mm -hmm. and uh you know i got my i got my mika droid i got my disco club um, and I got my robo kill that happened to be beneath the disco club. And also, you know, I gotta admit the 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 club name Layla, like, it's kind of kind of memorable, you know. Huh. So, well. Although I was expecting strippers, <laughs> I gotta be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a pretty tame club. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting it to get up to the club at some point too. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Oh yeah, that would have been. It was only beneath. Yeah, strictly beneath. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, definitely no pretensions in the title. No lies. So, I got what I, I got what I didn't pay for because I watched it on YouTube. Unfortunately, that was the only way I could find it. (laughs) Yeah. I grabbed the DVD. (laughs) There you go. Okay, good. You've made it. You, you made it up. You made the you made up the difference. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it like a two or a three. Like it was not spectacular, but it wasn't bad either. So yeah, I gave it a two and a half. Yeah. I'd give it a two. Yeah. Pretty solid killbot movie, you know. Yeah. If that's your thing. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, I can't think of a segue into the next one, so I'll just ask you what your pick was. Do a minor. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I chose another video game movie, Double Dragon. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, delicious. Yeah. Uh, I did not remember it being as bad as it was. But, yeah. um... <laughs> I didn't remember that I saw it before, but then I was watching it. So I was like, "Wait, I have seen this movie." <laughs> yeah, I've definitely seen this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. What? So when did? So when did you? When did you first watch this? Do you remember? Probably in the nineties. I don't remember when. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think I rented it when I was like, I don't know, and sometime in the 90s, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I probably really enjoyed it in the 90s. But yeah. <laughs> like you said, Nick, as a kid, you just like everything you watch. <laughs> yep. This would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, as, interestingly enough, I actually, I remember thinking that this was, I remember enjoying this, but I didn't remember anything about it though. Like, I just remember yeah. seeing it and liking it, you know, but that's kind of what I remember about the, the Street Fighter, the movie as well. I remember seeing it and I remember liking it, but then sometime later I saw, I rewatched Street Fighter, the movie, and it was terrible. And I was like, yeah, this, I no, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> Double Dragon is more or less, yeah, the same kind of case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to read the plot summary? Yeah. All right. So. Koga Shuko, a crime lord and businessman, explains to his underlings about a powerful magic medallion called the Double Dragon, which has been split into two pieces. He obtains one half and orders his henchmen to find the other for him. And this is mm. Robert Patrick, by the way. Yes, who, <clears throat> if you were hoping that he would uh, top his performance in, in Terminator 2 Judgment Day, um spoiler alert he he doesn't no at all no <laughs> <laughs> uh, teenage brothers billy and jimmy lee and their guardian slash adoptive mother satori imada i didn't catch that she was mm. their adoptive mother but yeah <clears throat> yeah they certainly didn't talk about her like she was their mother she I they thought she was just a friend yeah yeah i got i got the picture that she was at least some type of legal guardian or something yeah there were i think there was a moment in the movie where somebody says something like your friend or your mom or whoever she was or something like that like i forget who said it might have been Alyssa milano i don't remember but because she was saying all kinds of weird crap in this movie so <laughs> who even knows but um like i just i do remember there was that line and i do also remember thinking like okay well early on in the movie i I remember thinking like okay why is she like why is she sort of in charge like what is i guess she's their leader or did she train them or did she like i couldn't figure out if she i thought she was their teacher at first actually you know and then i realized they were brothers and it's like so why is she teaching two brothers and nobody else like i just i don't know i and then yeah eventually i figured it out and then i think Alyssa milano or somebody said something else and i was like okay i at first thought she was like the same age as them yeah and then yeah. And then, then there was like you're because they, they somehow son at some point mentioned like your father told me to take out care of you and and then i know oh wait she yeah. has like a little gray streak in her hair <laughs> i think that just significant signifies that she's an old lady <laughs> little, yeah like the, and they only had like they the shot that they had of it was kind of it was a kind of awkwardly long shot where i was like okay is the white hair supposed to mean something like <laughs> that she's old <laughs> i think that's all it was yeah yeah, I didn't catch that at all. It's <laughs> so funny. Uh, yeah, so they head home after citywide curfew from a martial arts tournament. 
On their way, they are accosted by gang members who rule the streets after dark due to an uneasy pact made with the police department to keep them from running amok during the day. Oh, yeah. What year does this take place during? It was like 2007, 2007 I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, which, of course, this was made in the early 90s. So, that's, you know, we got to keep in mind, like, <laughs> things didn't quite work out the way they did in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They came close, <laughs> but didn't quite work out this way. <laughs> um, Madonna did not marry Tom Arnold. So. Yeah. <laughs> no. And Andy Dick did not become a weatherman or whatever the fuck he was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Vanna White, no, she's still doing Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> this is some pretty strange casting, I must admit. Like, yeah. Could have only been done in 1990, what, 1993? Did this movie come out? 1994? I don't even remember. Yeah, 94. Okay. So it was after 93. So it wasn't the same year as Last Action Hero. <laughs> Uh, they escape with the help from the Power Corps, Corps, a group of vigilantes headed by their friend Marion Delaro, daughter of police chief. Uh, unfortunately, what's that? Oh, um, I I don't remember. I think I was going to say something, but oh, I remember now. So, um. The, the fight scenes in this movie kind of annoyed the crap out of me, I gotta say. Like, mm-hmm. because... Yeah, they weren't, weren't good. <laughs> every time it looked like one of the characters was going to hit the other character in a way that, that like, was looked like it was going to hurt, the, it cut away and didn't show the impact. It kept on, like, cutting around the impacts. It, it made me so mad. There was one part mm-hmm. where, like, the guy threw, like the, like, the biggest kick. And you didn't even get to see it. It was like, what the heck? Like, what's going on? You know? And the only one that seemed like they had fighting experience was Mark Dacascos. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I would, and actually, I've seen him in a few movies like this. Um, <clears throat> there was like Crying Friedman, and then. Um, He's in John Wick actually, 3. <laughs> yeah. Him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. John Wick 3. And then um, oh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite bad movies. Um, which I'm, I'm one day I'm going to choose for this show. I think um, Brotherhood of the Wolf. That movie has some awesome martial arts from him in it. Um, but then Scott Wolf is uh, the, um, the the brother, which is an unusual cast casting because I tend to think of Scott Wolf as sort of like a '90s heartthrob type person who, like. I don't know, just it's like casting one of the Power Rangers as a double dragon. Like it just seemed strange. Or like a Saved by the Bell character. I just I just was confused. Yeah. <laughs> so and I like Scott Wolf. I've liked him in pretty much everything I've seen him in, but it just didn't make sense to, for him to be cast in this movie in, in the yeah. in basically the lead role. Cause pretty much the one that gets everything. I mean, he doesn't get everything done, but he's the one that gets the ball rolling most of the time. So, and he has the hero moment at the end. Yeah, which sucked, but we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, unfortunately, Bo Abobo, a gang leader, discovers Satori holds the second medallion and a half, and reports this to Shuko. For his, for his failure in securing it, he is mutated into a hulking giant which looked ridiculous. 
Yeah, just look like a big old nutsack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uncomfortably rubber. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was hard to look at. Actually, that was one thing I did remember about this movie was the fat, gross, greasy looking dude. Like um that I mean an image like that when you're a kid like that gets branded on your brain and so yeah that was something I did remember um and then the other thing I remembered was the the wait what's the main the main girl's name not the main girl the the girl who's their teacher slash mother um, Satori Satori she was probably my favorite part of this movie you know so you can imagine just how much of a downfall this movie took after <laughs> what happens next happens, but go on. At their abandoned theater home, Satori explains to a skeptical Billy and Jimmy about the double dragon and how their peace must be protected, and she places it in the care of Billy. Shuko, with his henchmen in tow, pays Lee's, the Lees a visit, intent on taking their other half, he reveals the ability of his medallion, the power of the soul, which gives them the user, which gives the user power of possession and a shadow form by, by temporarily possessing Satori. And that looked pretty stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, Robert Patrick, I guess he's really into playing roles where he gets to transform into stuff. Because in this movie, <laughs> He changes into like a stupid looking flat cardboard, like Nightmare on Elm Street 5 slash young Sherlock CGI monstrosity that just looks like crap. I'm sorry. This It was like the ugliest looking CGI. Yeah, I, uh, when it like folded down, it was like, kind of looked like a Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. I agree. It just, like Robert Patrick's face, it was just like, like it just started stuttering and looking all foolish and and dumb. Like I was just like, "Wow, no thanks." You know, I would hate to watch this movie in soap opera mode. Like when, because I don't have that kind of TV. But um, you know, the when it looks all soap opera, like you know, you guys know what I mean. Yeah, high refresh I, rate. I, yeah, there you go. Uh, um, that, I think this movie would probably give me a migraine if I saw it in in that sort of. I don't know. Ooh. Oh yeah, that reminds me. I watched this on Blu-ray with the subtitles, and the subtitles are so awful on the Blu-ray. It like skipped whole <laughs> sentences and stuff. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Yeah, it was so okay. bad. All right, good to know. Good to know. I, so, watch, I watched it on Amazon Prime. I think they were fine. <clears throat> I watched it on VHS because my dad had the VHS. <laughs> nice. I found it in one of his crates. I'm like, oh, sweet. Here we go. That's how I watched it. I thought I rented it, but yeah, it turned out. Yeah. That's um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I figured it probably would be better to watch it on VHS anyway because I have a feeling that the, that the costumes and the CGI probably look really bad and in good quality. It's just a, sort of a sort of a suspicion i have i guess you could say yeah you're correct <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but did the blu-ray look okay yeah i mean you could see too much detail but yeah <laughs> yeah the shitty the costumes and <laughs> yeah it's it's the type of movie where um the worst quality 
you watch it in, the better the movie is, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at least you don't have to look at Scott Wolf and Alyssa Milano like cringing as they say their embarrassing dialogue that actually some of the things the characters say in this movie sound like they were mistranslated or something like it just the way some of the characters talked in this movie didn't sound natural like the inflections they used and stuff like they would say they would just emphasize things in a weird way i there was one example in particular but i i don't remember what it was now but like something she said at some point i just i don't know i don't remember anyway yeah I, I looked up the director. This he's mainly a music video guy, so maybe that's why hmm. doesn't okay. know how to direct actual dialogue. Yeah, it was a paycheck director, I guess. Like yeah. maybe I don't know. Like I don't really understand the rationale in hiring a music video director to direct a martial arts movie. Um, I, don't know. I guess that was a thing in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, was this even a martial arts movie now that I think about it? Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of. Argue the case, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> before rewatching, I would have said yes, but. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's in my martial arts section on my collection, but I don't know if it deserves to be there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's based on a video game where you beat people up and there's not a whole lot of fighting in it. Like there's only maybe about four fight scenes um, or four and a half. I'll, I'll give them some credit. Um, although, well, okay, we'll get to that, but whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I think we could argue the case that it might, that this falls more into comedy, the comedy category than martial arts. So, Yeah. I don't even think it was trying to be comedy. <laughs> Oops. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Wikipedia says American martial arts film. Okay, well, I guess that's All what right. it is. All right, okay. <laughs> Can't argue with Wikipedia. Yeah. Billy and Jimmy successfully incapacitate a bobo, but Shuko has the place doused in gasoline and lit on fire. Satori sacrifices herself so the brothers can escape with a dragon. Which she didn't even need to do. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. No. Mm -hmm. Not at all. And it it literally didn't help anybody. No. It It was barely their inspiration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and i think what makes me even more mad about it is the fact that she kills herself immediately after the two brothers had just wasted a shit ton of time rescuing her yeah, yeah. they took a long time like she was caged up and they took a long time trying to get her out of that thing yeah which was awful that annoyed me so much because it and she it, did most of the work too she's yeah, the one that kicked it out <laughs> pretty much like they they were kind of useless for the most part yeah. I, and then yeah then she's the one who ends up busting out down the lock which the lock didn't even look that big like i just <laughs> i didn't even get what they were and then also like the 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 bobo character like they incapacitated him with a with literally with a uh, a punching bag so 
we're supposed to believe that this gang member who just got like 10 times as many steroid injections as he ordinarily um, administers to himself, we're expected to believe that he, uh, literally just a, a punching bag can knock him out. Like that's just ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And and then of course, like there's this whole thing where he get, she gets kidnapped temporarily and locked in a cage. The place gets set on fire. They spend a ridiculous amount of time trying to get her out. And then eventually they get her out. And then just as they're about to leave, she slams the door, locks herself in, and decides to take on Robert Patrick by herself, which she doesn't do because then the place blows up. And like, it was just a useless character at that point. Like up until this point in the film, like she's the, and also like they complain about the fact that she didn't provide them any information until like the day before she died and honestly that's, that's a good fair. point that's Why fair didn't she give them this information <laughs> yeah. about this dragon medallion that would have actually right. saved them a lot of time and it just yeah. ha she just happened to tell them too because it's not like robert patrick was warning or there was any warning that this was all going down <laughs> she just randomly told them and then he showed up at their door i'm like okay what a yeah. coincidence <laughs> it would have been a lot more interesting if they had more knowledge yeah agreed yep. yeah and also yeah. that cage was in their own building so i don't know why they couldn't open it <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That did, yeah that, that, that made absolutely no sense um and also it wasn't true to the video game either because in the video game these characters at least know what they're doing whereas yeah. <laughs> in the movie they don't because after the after the the main the, who i'm going to consider the main character after she gets blown up um let's see there's another fight scene which is not very spectacular the most memorable part is like a post office a postal service worker falling off a roof oh um, yeah. yeah i remember that there's <laughs> like there's so many one-liners and that was like oh i've never seen the post office work that fast yeah. yeah and and i love how the film has to like add like a zing to it like oh yeah. wasn't that a good one like do you get it viewers <laughs> yeah uh -huh. it was like that 90s slow. Yeah. <laughs> then they spend half the movie arguing on a pier like after that that's mostly what they end up doing for like the next three or four scenes and then what else oh yeah you're reading the plot summary sorry <laughs> go on. that's all good it, it's uh it skips around a lot so. oh okay all right or it skips things uh, unable to find the brothers on his own, Shuko unites and takes over the gangs by displaying his power and sends them all after the Lees. Billy and Jimmy narrowly get away and seek refuge in the Power Corps' hideout. Uh, Marion agrees to help them, using this as an opportunity to get rid of the gangs once and for all. And the three of them decide to go to Shuko's office building to steal his medallion. Okay. Uh, so, which, like, that was a funny scene. Oh yeah, was that the one where, um, where they're eating? Uh, where the, uh, he's like she's feeding him spinach or whatever. Or, that was that somewhere around there. Yeah, I I remember there was something that happened in the midst of all this stuff where they were like feeding him spinach, like the mm -hmm. fat yeah. Food. I wrote down spinach as torture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one of my notes. Yeah, interesting way to torture somebody. Yeah. Yeah. When they were trying to steal the medallion, just with the rope down the oh. vent. 
Yep. And then the that lady, the lady, just watching them do it. Yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, and also that lady, by the way, like, um, was it just me or did her hair look? Her hair looked really big. Like it looked like disproportionate to her head. Like she was supposed to be like this intimidating, like villainous badass, you know, babe type lady. And yet she's got like a Dolly Parton hair. (laughs) It kind of made her hard to take seriously. A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I mean, she didn't look as stupid as Robert Patrick, though, with the (laughs) eyesight baby, like Uh, bleach white. I don't know because it wasn't even bleach; it was just fucking spray paint white. (laughs) Yeah, I uh, yeah the. And it's like all tall. I call it the Robert Van Winkle look. Because <laughs> you know, Vanilla Ice did it. And Ace Ventura kind of did it too, you know. But yeah, Robert Patrick, I don't know. If he was hoping that haircut would make him look like a scary supervillain, it didn't. <laughs> I doubt it was his idea either. So. Yeah. I hope it wasn't his idea. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd feel really embarrassed for him if it was. <laughs> Uh, they ultimately fall and are forced to flee and Jimmy is captured in the process. Billy and Marion return to the power core base and lament about how none of them have been able to figure out how to use their dragon piece. Uh, yeah, and by lament, we mean lament. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like they were about to beat each other up at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, are we, do we really have to have conflict for no reason? I got so sick of that after a while. I was like, my God, like, I just want that one other lady who got blown up to like not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they bring so her back at the end or something. Yeah, would have made for a better movie. So. Uh, Marion points out a discovery they made that the wearer of the medallion is immune to the powers of its counterpart meaning Shuko is not able to possess him as long as he has it. Uh, Suddenly, the gang attacks the hideout. In the melee, Jimmy reappears. Billy is elated. However, Jimmy is merely being controlled by Shuko as he tries to pummel his brother into submission. Billy then accidentally activates his medallion's ability, which which is the power of the body and effectively makes him invulnerable to harm, which I like how activating it he just threw it yeah like what (laughs) yeah he just chucked it in the air and yeah that's it that activated it yeah yeah the other one you had to rub that's how you fucking heart battery you just rub it this one you had to throw okay like a magic lamp (laughs) yeah yeah okay we'll go with it (laughs) yeah sure at this point, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, knowing this, Shuko threatens to kill Jimmy instead. This doesn't succeed either, so he releases Jimmy to distract Billy long enough to get the medallion. Shuko succeeds in uniting the half. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, no worries. Uh, Shuko succeeds in uniting the halves and turns into a pair of shadow warriors with katanas that disintegrate anything they slice through. 
Mm. With some very rubbery swords. <laughs> oh my god. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I laughed actually. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> like it's just yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about, I think. Yeah. Even in VHS format, I could see that crap. <laughs> The Lee brothers fight but cannot beat him. A Bobo who had previously been taken prisoner and since reformed reveals to Marion that Shuko's weakness is light. Marion reactivates the hideout's generator and the shadow warriors are rendered powerless. Which was stupid. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The intro crawl made it seem like the full medallion was just this unstoppable force but light <laughs> yeah. fucking vampires or some shit like come on i guess <laughs> light is the weakness for this crazy powerful medallion all right yeah Fuck I, you. I didn't understand like, <laughs> what the hell they were going for yeah it would have been more interesting if he was a vampire it would have explained his look a little better <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep yeah actually that would have been that would have made for a pretty excellent subplot. Like this movie is just a series of missed opportunities. I, I realize. Oh, you know? yeah. Every time they kind of establish some cool idea, like an unstoppable medallion, or you know, a sonic super soldier, or you know, whatever the hell, they do nothing with it. They're like, oh wait, let's make a family movie or something. I don't know. Like, what even was? This? Yeah, something for kids for sure. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I enjoyed it when I was a kid, so I guess I guess it worked. Yeah. yeah. It was around the three ninjas era. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We all got suckered in. <laughs> Although three ninjas is a far superior martial arts movie. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> The difference between a movie like this and Three Ninjas is that Three Ninjas doesn't fuck around. Once the fight scenes get going, they don't stop. And those kids actually know how to fight. (laughs) That too. Yeah. yeah. And you can actually, you can also actually see the impact of the fights too. Like, which, you know, is actually pretty cool. Um, So I don't really understand why they chose to not do that in this movie. You know, like, honestly, the Street Fighter, Street Fighter in the movie is more of a martial arts movie than this is. You know, and that's saying something because Street Fighter, the movie, was not exactly like very successful when it came to martial arts. You know, Marsh- the Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun Li, was a better martial arts movie than Street Fighter, the movie. Okay. So, not to say it's a better movie, but <laughs> better martial arts. Uh, Billy and Jimmy attack, forcefully recombining the shadows into Suko and acquire the double dragon halves. They combine the two pieces, granting them matching uniforms and the medallion powers. And they briefly see a vision yeah. of Satori's spirit as she gives them encouraging words. Yeah. Forced ghost, yeah. 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 They, <laughs> they look like whatever that Spanish band was that ricky martin was in when he was a kid <clears throat> they looked like that like they looked like members of that band you know <laughs> with those outfits it just looked horrible and, yeah it was bad yeah even and, and their lines were shitting on the outfits <laughs> yeah they did make fun of the outfits <laughs> i appreciated that um and actually up until this point of the movie 
I could still say that I was on board. But this is when the movie decides to screw the pooch like really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like I can forgive a bad martial arts movie as long as it has a good climax. Mm-hmm. This movie does not have a good climax. No, the whole. So the problem with it, I I wrote down like it was like, well, once you you. If the two good guys get the thing back together, who are they gonna fight? This old rich dude. I figured they need some like super bad, super bad to fight, but no, their their main villain was just a rich old dude. Yeah, they're just kicking him when he's down. Yeah, like. and he was like, "I got money, stop!" <laughs> After they, you know, successfully completed their mission and had the superpowers, like they should have had a, at least another big bad to fight that they need the medallion for but no no yeah. <laughs> it would have made sense it seemed like that's what they were building to you know yeah. but then they do something completely different so. yeah uh, the brummel the brothers pummel shuko and jimmy possesses him to make him do embarrassing things just makes him hit himself oh, that's <laughs> yeah that's your big boss fight <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, uh, during this time Marion's father arrives to bring Shiko to justice and to take care of the gangs once and for all Jimmy has Shuko write a check to the police department for 129 million dollars before encouraging the police chief to arrest him Shuko was sent to jail the police department has renewed strength to fight the gangs <clears throat> instead of compromising with them and Billy and Jimmy can now keep both halves of the double dragon safe. I mean, the bad guy didn't even die. Just went to jail. He, arrested. he says, so, he says, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. Like, yeah, that check won't clear. I mean, that check won't clear ever. He can easily say, no, that wasn't. <laughs> no, yeah. don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you want to see them beat the guy up just really just for having a stupid haircut let's face it <laughs> and <clears throat> the most they can do is possess him make him write a stupid fake check and then get arrested and yell at the good guys about how he's gonna hire a lawyer like that's boring yeah so lame yeah that's like one of the worst endings to any movie ever that's like down there with rat race you know <laughs> where like the characters are chasing after each other they're, you know, whooping each other up, trying to get this money, and then they decide to go to a Smash Mouth concert and donate their money to charity. It's like, are you serious? You're really going to end the movie that way? Like, really? Like, what the hell? That's not an ending. And yeah. this wasn't an ending either. Like, I, no. love, I love the rest of that movie, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. The rest of the movie is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh yeah, so double that's, dragon. It's uh, double dragon. <laughs> yeah, good times, good times, good times. I uh, have a, really. a bit of trivia. Hmm. The the little brother, Alyssa Milano's little brother, is actually Alyssa Milano's little brother in real life. Hmm. Like, <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> nice bit it's, of trivia a, for you. Yeah, he had a similar kind of vocal tone. I guess that makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. You know? I mean. Alyssa Milano, I, I'm not even sure why she was in this movie. She pretty much just played herself. Um, let's see. There was sort of a semi 
love interest aspect with her, her and Scott Wolf. <clears throat> they <clears throat> almost kissed. <laughs> yep. They just kept looking at her ass the whole movie. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's like, fun. okay, the daughter of the chief of police. Yeah, not a smart choice. You know, which I, I you know, Kyle McLaughlin and Blue Velvet did the same thing. So whatever. But <laughs> um, still, it's like, it didn't need to happen. It didn't really add anything to the plot. And it kind of, I mean, it didn't really get dropped. It kind of just became a punchline for the ending, which I guess... I don't know. What did the ending mean? Like, they get the guy to drive, and then they scream, and like, what was that? Like, what were they trying to do with that? Like, I just, I don't know. It's supposed to be a joke, or? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> of how bad he was of a driver, but they thought Billy was possessing him, but he wasn't. He was asleep in the back of the car. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah, there, there was that car chase uh, actually uh, in the beginning. I think they referenced like, remember what happened to his old car? Yeah. In their car, I thought it was neat that that they were just chucking trash into it to make it go faster. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. Although then there was that stupid. They couldn't even make that work though, because then there was that stupid moment where Scott Wolf pulls out and like he's trying to find paper, trying to find something burnable. And he pulls out a, a map and he's like, oh, oh, let me throw this on their windshield. And somehow he's able to get it on their windshield rather than putting it into the turbo booster. Mm-hmm. And so he temporarily blinds them, but then it flies off and then they're back to square one. Yeah, and they had, it's 2007. So they had like what fucking bumper car cameras. So they were, yeah. <laughs> so they got that stuff right. That's impressive. That's true. Yeah. I appreciated that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, and then, but and then at the end of that chase scene, there was it was because they ended in a crash. And I had my my favorite line was, "My whole life flashed before my life." Dude, I sleep a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was funny. I'll give it that. Yeah. There were some funny lines and little moments here and there. It was just, I don't know, mostly just a lot of wasted opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of a dumb like video game movie that wasn't even very true to the video game and, i don't know like the video game is about like the bad guys kidnapping some girl and then you have to go after them by beating up a bunch of people this movie wasn't even about that it's just about this these guys trying to get a medallion and then like they argue on a pier i don't even know why i keep mentioning the fact that they're on a pier but <laughs> for some reason that's like that was like the one interesting thing about the argument, I guess. Um, and then they dick around for the most part. They possess the bad a, guy. And that's there was it. a fight scene where the double dragon arcade cabinet was in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was so dumb. I was like, okay, well. <laughs> Might as well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. They threw everything else in. You know? yeah. Oh, Michael Behrman shows up. That's always oh, fun. yeah. Yeah. He didn't really get to do anything other than yell, but it's always yeah. fun to see him. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I remember actually I do remember I think when I saw Weird Science, I think it was it was way before I saw Laos uh not Last House, um The Hills Have Eyes. Uh when I saw Weird Science, um I remember there's that one scene where the motorcycle guy stops and says, Oh, 
don't tell anybody this. I don't want this to affect my teaching career or whatever. And and his face was Michael Behrman's face. And I was like, oh, dude, that's the guy from Double Dragon. So I, for the longest time, I knew Michael Behrman as the guy from Double Dragon, which makes me feel a little embarrassed, you know, but oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, overall, though, pretty much just a piece of garbage. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not the worst video game movie I've ever seen, but certainly down there, but doesn't quite touch Ui Bowl. So. Mm hmm. It's not ooey bowl depths. Nope. <laughs> nope. I give it a one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, give, think... yeah. I give it a one as well. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Can't give it more than that. Yeah, I think one is about fair because ultimately, like, for every good thing that this movie does, it does 10 things wrong in exchange. So ultimately it's just it's so disappointing that it's not even worth watching so mm-hmm. all right so is there anything else either of you two gentlemen would like to say about double dragon um it was pretty stupid yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not a good movie. Even my cat, not even my cat liked it. Like, <laughs> so, like sometimes he'll like actually sit down and watch movies with me. This one, like, as soon as that guy showed up with all the steroids, he was just like, eh, "I'm out of here." He just left my room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Aw." <laughs> all right. So that concludes our review of Double Dragon. So now we are going to discuss the film that you chose, Nick, which is The Stupids. <laughs> it's a comedy. Mm-hmm. And it'll be hard to, I guess, go through because there's really not, it's just weird to, it's mostly just set pieces and bits. <laughs> That's all it really is throughout the whole thing. But there's there's a little through line. Uh yeah. stars tom arnold which i i found funny because i watched both double dragon and like <laughs> this right after so I, was, I was like oh tom arnold from double dragon married, married, married madonna <laughs> yeah i actually i laughed at that too i was like oh my god no way this is crazy i was yeah. like wow this is the craziest thing what a coincidence I was, <laughs> yeah. made me laugh. probably made me laugh harder than anything in the movie really <laughs> Uh, well i will say though i did think that tom arnold was probably like probably the best part of this movie i must admit yeah, like, he, i thought he was really entertaining actually yeah <laughs> but anyway directed by john landis oh uh, yeah john landis and who i i mean we probably shouldn't talk about, i mean he's a kind of a disgraced filmmaker now unfortunately which I think it's pretty understandable why if you know what he did but um but although having said that because he more or less has probably been blacklisted by most of society it does kind of give him the freedom to make whatever the hell kind of movie he wants to make and I'd say the stupids is probably uh, a good example of of him really indulging in uh in something something I, I don't know like what is this <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know it's just these people trying to 
make it through a day of life and they don't understand <laughs> how the basic functions of anything work anything yeah this was one I mean, day <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah jesus i mean these are the most paranoid people on the face of the earth they're not even yeah. stupid they just it's stupid it's, they just suspect the worst out of everything or about <laughs> everything basically yeah they're real dumb. they are they are dumb too though i mean <laughs> they're like conspiracy theorists to the extreme which i think john landis was trying to make a like a comment on oh, yeah. conspiracy theorists <laughs> like because this movie could have easily been just people who just make nothing but poor decisions but no this is actually a movie about people who make really who have really uh, just a really 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 poor sense of judgment hmm. basically <laughs> Okay, which yeah. i think is potentially more dangerous like that's a more dangerous kind of stupid <laughs> <laughs> you know because if you expect the worst out of every single life scenario i mean your life is just going to be pure hell and misery you know and you're just going to make everybody around you miserable too you know so, mm -hmm. so i think this movie was kind of trying to tap into that a little bit kind of trying to find humor in it which i mean admittedly i, I laughed although i mostly was just laughing at how weird it was but anyway yeah. i'll let you continue <laughs> yeah i didn't have put that much thought into it at all <laughs> i just oh, okay. these were some <laughs> dumb fuckers <laughs> so, uh... yeah <laughs> yeah you can say that again <laughs> i mean well, they're dumb. I mean, they sleep on the wrong side of the bed. They were upside down. Their feet were hanging out the... Like, that was the first shot of the movie. It was just, like, their feet on the, you know, the headboard of the bed. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what? Okay. But, anyway, the movie mostly uh, is revolving around a plot because they put the garbage out at night and the garbage disappeared. They, Which begs the question, why do you put your garbage out at night? Yeah. What, why did she put it out then if she didn't? Because <laughs> they thought some, so they thought someone stole the garbage. And I, that's the joke, that's, I guess. That's the, well, here's, that's the thing. It feels like that question needs to be asked, but the movie never asks the question. Yeah. <laughs> it just kind of goes along with it. Yeah. Which, <laughs> In a way, I kind of admire that. That's the weird thing. Like, it it didn't make any sense, but, like, at the same time, like, it kind of worked. Like, I couldn't figure out if this movie was too smart for me or too dumb for me. Like, that's the weird <laughs> thing. Because I didn't really even understand half the decisions they made. Like, no. I don't understand how they could come to the conclusion that their garbage was even being stolen or why their garbage would even be stolen. Because they're stupid. That's why. That's why I. That's what. That's why I lean more on the. the it was just them being just. They. They literally are stupid. They can't. Yeah. They couldn't. They didn't under like they couldn't. Co literally could not comprehend the the functions of a society or how anything worked <laughs> at all. I mean, they were. This is like a severe level of mental dis, like dysfunction. I mean, I just. Yes, they shouldn't have been allowed to, you know, own their own house. They should be like, you know, getting some assisted living type shit. Like, 
I mean, somebody needs to be helping them because I'm a little concerned. I mean, yeah. like, what in the world? Like, although, what? Okay, so they do have pets. Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> that was so weird. I mean, I didn't do we want to talk about that? I mean, yes. Do, do you guys want to share your thoughts? Yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, because it's not. Uh, I mean, they're CGI like fucking cats. There's a CGI cat and a CGI dog that just showed up a couple times. I was like. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why is this here? It, it looked like something out of like some old cheesy like nineties like family show or some like some cheesy cartoon bear in the big big blue house type shit or something. I don't even know. Like it just looked like something from something. Like I didn't. It yeah. looked like they belonged in like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, I don't. You know? I didn't get it. And like the animals were implied to be smarter than them. They were trying to tell them stuff, you know, but couldn't communicate. Yeah, they were telling them basic, basic things. Like they couldn't even figure out how to make their car work. Yeah. Like they couldn't even figure out the <laughs> multiple <of> times. <laughs> multiple times they couldn't figure out. How to t- <laughs> yeah, their dog is literally pointing to the keys. And, yeah, he's like, I have, like, he had them. He has them. He's like, okay. Yeah. And they're like, not now, Buster kitty. or whatever. Or kitty. kitty. They killed the dog, Kitty. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie has has no boundaries no. as far as how how completely incompetent these people are at yeah. just the basic, the, even the most basic tasks. Like That's you mentioned. What, I mean, it's what drives the plot entirely is their incompetence. Yeah. So what happens is, I guess, Tom Arnold sets out a, I don't know, another garbage can, decoy, I guess probably not, but he he does a stakeout to see what <laughs> if someone comes and tries to steal his garbage, which, yeah, the, the gar- garbage <laughs> people, garbage people, like the, the garbage workers, the, you know, sanitation employees come mm. with their garbage truck and, you know, do what their job is. And so, yeah. And there was like a like a scary movie one moment where like he was trying to decide. I gotta follow him. I gotta follow him. What do I choose? What do I choose? Bicycle, two wheels. No car, four wheels. Rollerblades, eight wheels. <laughs> and then Tom Arnold, who's obviously not skating on on roller skates, is is like. Yeah, I'll get there in no time. And it's like this cheesy shot of him sort of slowly trying to kind of patiently balance himself on the roller skates. And then it cuts to a body double doing it no problem. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Because they just want the plot to keep going. Because like you said, the plot, the plot, yeah, like you said, the plot moves because of the, actually, no, the plot hinges on the stupidity of the characters. Yes. Because otherwise, there's no plot. <laughs> no, they wouldn't have gone past the first five minutes. Like, yeah. where did the garbage go? Oh, they, yeah. oh, there they, it is. They, they, the garbage they guy took it. it. It's a Wednesday. They, was, you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go on. So he's so as he's chasing him down, the kids wake up. The kids are dumb oh. as hell too. Oh my god, the kids are like. Just as bad as the parents, if not worse. Yeah, which so, makes sense because they're kids, but still. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 uh, looking for their dad. So they 
say, oh, well, let's go to the police, which, okay, that's fair <laughs> enough, but it's just mm. the morning after, like, they didn't wait, like, the day or whatever, but now it's just, they couldn't find him in the morning, so Petunia is, I guess, I think that was her name, Petunia yeah. Buster, the, 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 the sister was telling the kid what to write for a note for their mother, and it was like, we've gone to the police uh, to look we think dad's been kidnapped um, and then just signed the children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which Buster just writes down the police, the police has kidnapped your children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they decide to leave the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, all right. And yeah, they go to the police <clears throat> and the mom finds the uh, the note that says the police kidnapped your children. So she's yeah. all like, oh, my God. Yeah. The police and then the cops immediately us. call her. Yeah, right after the cops immediately call her and say, like, saying, yeah, ma'am, we have your children. Like, yeah, they're here. Like, they're here. You want to come pick she... them up or <laughs> or we'll drive them back home or whatever. Yeah. That's what the conversation would have gone. But she's like, oh, my God, and just hung up on them. Yeah, she decides to have a, a panic attack as soon as the cop like is barely even finished with his first sentence and then she hangs up the phone i'll never yeah. understand when characters in movies like this hang up the phone like, <laughs> yeah. i'm just like wow <laughs> uh, um so i get okay so the mom goes and then there's like two little plots going on uh i guess i'll follow this one immediately the mom goes to the police station to try and rescue the kids but as the like they pass by like the cop cars coming by to drop the kids back off at home or mm. going to the police station so there's a little mishap there uh yeah and she she says oh no they'll recognize me she goes into a wig store and dresses literal head to toe in wigs that was that was another thing i didn't understand is that she she said that okay she sees the cop, right? <clears throat> and she immediately think she doesn't immediately think, "Oh my god, these people kidnapped my kids." She's she jumps to the conclusion if they see her, they'll they're going to kidnap her, her too. That they'll recognize her, yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't make any sense because according to her logic, they gave her the ransom note, so they're expecting her to pay up or whatever. So why would <laughs> they want to kidnap her? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like that's just illogical. That's pure stupid. Illog like, but that's like, that's an insane stretch to make. Like you'd have to, you'd have to be more than stupid. You'd have to be like clinically insane to come to the a conclusion as extreme as that. You know, yep. like, I think these, these these characters should have been called the insanes rather than <laughs> stupid. Yeah, because they're they're they're. If somebody's stupid, like yeah, they're they're gonna make poor decisions. They're gonna make decisions that are completely thoughtless and dumb, and are just gonna ruin their life and all that stuff. But these characters are making decisions that are a lot deeper than that, like <laughs> that are just profoundly destructive, mm -hmm. like almost at the point of senseless. Illogical. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Completely illogical. Yeah. So like yeah, because it, it, it made it fascinating to me. Yeah. Because the next thing that happens was the kids come home and their mom's gone. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like a Chinese delivery man is just, you know, sticking flyers throughout the neighborhood. 
and they think it's some type of ransom note as well. So they go to the Chinese food place to try and figure out where their mom was and they just eat <laughs> Chinese food there. Uh, which led to one of the funniest, funnier lines of it, or not, not funnier. It was just like a, it was. He's ordered, well, what's good here? And he's like, the cashew chicken. And the sister was like, we'll give you the cash when you give all when you give um us our mother back. And then the brother was like, and don't call me chicken. That made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a don't call me Shirley thing. <laughs> yeah, that I like that. That was that was clever. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I um, and also didn't they get like a fortune cookie or something yep, that had like a note in it that they're like, oh no, this has to do with it too. Like, yes, that was the, it was yeah, and it was completely logical how they put the next step together because it was just one of those generic, generic. Uh, I can't. It's so it's so generic. It was like you know today's bad, some next good fortune, but they they get in their heads that oh let's go to the news station. Which yeah. is, which was a little funny line too. That they was the sister said, "Oh, isn't it on the corner of?" And she reads, it was like two words that were in the fortune. And yeah, the, the brother was like, "No, it's like on Fifth and Maple." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, that was funny. They they were jumping to these pretty odd conclusions that somehow were working out in a weird way, you know. Yeah. yeah yeah so i mean that's a whole other b side plot i guess um i'll go oh, back yeah to, i mean i'll go i'll go back to tom arnold's his he <laughs> seems like a good segue chinese I guess. restaurant tom well, arnold, i don't know yeah. it's like yeah there's an a plot b plot but yeah. uh tom arnold's you know still chasing down the uh thing he falls asleep on it eventually too uh wakes up chases it some more chases it to the dump finds this whole mound of garbage and is like he comes to the conclusion that there's this whole conspiracy of they're stealing our garbage yeah and it's like a substantial like worldwide scale or something Mm -hmm. i mean he was he was making a big thing of it yeah yeah yeah. and meanwhile he bumps into a an actual scandal of these military men doing arms dealing throughout the world oh yeah it was like an illegal arms dealing operation with uh some military guy that you know wasn't getting paid enough or whatever so yeah lieutenant neil or whatever who (laughs) as soon as i saw him it's kind of like that time that i that we watched um whatever the movie was and i was like holy crap i didn't know joe joe biden acted in this movie <laughs> it, i i saw this guy and i was like holy crap it's pete Buttigieg!" <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know he acted surprised me yeah no nope. yeah who knew it's a surprise so John yeah somehow roped him in <laughs> <laughs> just kidding anyway so yeah, uh, fucking Tom Arnold. Yeah, he bumps in. He's just like kind of wandering through the dump, and he bumps into these guys. Uh, doesn't know what he's come across. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everything else is a conspiracy, but this. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but the actual sense. conspiracy, and like eventually, some time passes from the initial meeting and the. 
the army dudes are alerted to uh tom arnold's presence and he's like he's not he's not with anyone he must be super super spy or something like that and he was just showing him he was like getting caught in a fucking tire donut he couldn't get out he's some like, random dude in a, in a daisy suit and a hat like yeah okay he's a criminal mastermind yeah <laughs> the one guy who makes himself stick out like a store thumb you he, know, try, he tried like- not to he, he hid in a bush <laughs> Yeah. oh that was hilarious that was a good little bit too yeah he was like so you gotta be a bush think like a bush oh i have roots and leaves and wait a minute i have arms and legs i'm a bush with arms and legs. he like fucking freaks out thinking he's a bush with arms and legs and he was like, oh, you fucking idiot i laughed so hard Oh man, that was hilarious! Yeah, yeah. no, I, I like that. that was... <laughs> and something about Tom, Tom Tom Arnold's voice, like just it just made it perfect. Like, it was like, oh, oh, nobody will be able to. It was, like, you know his voice. It just it, he just has the perfect voice for that kind of role. Yeah, and like he was, it was like a real shitty disguise too, because the. You know, they look like the two garbage men, like the regular garbage employees, look over at him, and he's he's, he's just standing there, like yeah. behind a couple of twigs, basically, and then they're just like, okay, whatever, and keep going about their yeah. business. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. Just... <laughs> oh no, I I like that though. That was funny. Uh. Oh. Yeah. Um. So yeah. He's at that gun show or whatever. Uh, and then I guess cut back to the kids doing their thing, trying to find their their <laughs> find their dad. They meet yeah. up with their mom eventually. There's a little bit where they're confused that because she looks like a wig monster. That was dumb. Yeah, actually, I, in my opinion, she drew more attention to herself <laughs> yeah. by buying that stupid looking wig. Like I don't understand why she chose the most. Op- well, okay, yeah, all right, she's stupid, so never mind. But still, <laughs> like, she does the most obvious looking. Wit- like, I'm just trying to figure out their logic. I guess, which I guess, I guess their logic is that they have no logic. I, yeah. That's the that yeah. I guess, I suppose that's the joke. But I guess it just I'm somebody who tends to be more scientifically minded. I tend to be somebody who likes to sort of explore the science behind things and just explore sort of like the reasoning behind things, and so. This movie kind of made me hit a lot of brick walls, you know. Just it, it was a, it was very fascinating, you know. Yes. So, so this is the, okay. The, the kids, all right. Eventually, the kids are at the uh, this this uh, newspaper station. They try and hack into it, but first, okay. There's a setup for this joke that pays off in the end. Uh, yeah. It's like uh, like the entertainment section writer is writing. Uh, HBO is picking up two new sci-fi series <laughs> like and um, and then like the editor comes by and punches up the thing and says uh, major network picks up two uh, two alien pilots you know like alien as like because they're making two space mo- uh, shows so the, later the kids come in they try and put put in like oh we need a password even though it apparently wasn't asking them for a password 
the kid the boy just says nose because he was like itching his nose how about nose yeah so they put in nose it works um and then i don't know what the other lines really were because i was just like what the f- okay whatever <laughs> they're just doing their thing and it's working and it's working and yeah. they they're trying to find their dad they have a picture of him they put it in the <laughs> floppy they put a oh, picture yeah. of the dad in the floppy drive and it explodes like the entire new the entire network basically okay, all, so the, how did all the computers happen? just started blowing up because someone put a picture in a floppy disk so so that was another thing that didn't make any sense because like computers are typically remote right and so if you put something in one computer in one drive it's not necessarily going to cause a reaction to every drive in the room right no it would not I mean, do that no <laughs> so maybe this is <laughs> it was just dumb I I, you know what i think this is i know you're gonna hate me for saying this and i apologize in advance i think they affected the mainframe <laughs> <laughs> sorry i just had to say it <laughs> oh jesus I mean, it, it still makes more sense than Hackers, though. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. This oh, is a much God. better movie than Hackers. So. And so, actually, while I'm at it, this is also a much better movie than Live Free or Die Hard, because that movie tried to pull the same shit, and I didn't buy it for a second. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, John, or whoever yeah. made that movie. Well, wait, no, John McClane's the main character, but the director, <laughs> Lynn Wiseman. Yeah, sorry. Fuck you. I don't believe you. <laughs> Uh, nope so anyway this this leads to the oh by the way zach do you want to weigh in at all i'm sorry (laughs) what do you got okay Okay, sorry i'm i'm enjoying this more not going over it again (laughs) okay. okay good me too. As I talk about it, I like it more. <laughs> Good. Good. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, All right. This... Proceed. So the kids make it so that the newspaper, the front page is the line. The line was, uh, did I write it down? No, but it's, it was two alien pilots pick their nose. Okay. <laughs> and it also had a picture of their dad on the like the, the the picture they put into the floppy so that was on the front page of the news that they were distributing that day and then cut to some cgi bullshit aliens <laughs> <laughs> they were literally picking their nose while like this stewardess or flight attendant or assistant comes in, gives them a drink, and then in the Earth newspaper, while they're picking their nose, they read the headline with you know Tom Arnold's face, and they're like, "Oh shit!" They they, they had no actual English; it was like speaking, but they were like, "Oh, we gotta yeah. go get this guy. He knows what we're doing." <laughs> the gist, and then back cut to the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> I know, and a weird part of me knew it was coming. A weird, weird part of me because at the beginning, like, okay, early on when they showed those stupid, like, stop motion, like, pet things, I was like, okay, that can't be the last time they show that kind of bullshit. (laughs) And then, of course, I I didn't think so, honestly. I thought that would be it. 
<laughs> but then of course they ended up having to show these ridiculous looking aliens which i just am like I, I just when i thought this movie couldn't get any any more stupid like you had to introduce aliens like you just had to but that's not all they introduce because there's well okay we'll, we'll let you get to that <laughs> i mean uh, I mean, it cuts from that. I mean, it, it implies that they're going to Earth to find Tom Arnold or whatever, but yeah. So, I yeah. mean, let's see. Basically. The next plot is uh, they, 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 they reunite with their mom. They're going home. They're trying to call 911, but they're like, no, the police know. We have to go higher. What's higher than 911? 1011. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's higher than ten one one? And the mom is like seven thousand seventy five thousand four hundred ninety six one one. So they dial that, and it's a fucking delivery. It's a deli. It's just a deli. <laughs> yeah, and of course they had to screw that up too. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's trying to explain that their husband's gone or missing or something, and the. The delivery guy is kind of normal, so he's like, "Oh, okay, so you need a big meal because I don't know, you're busy. You seem busy or something." Yeah, yeah they use it as an opportunity to pitch their, uh, you know, their special sandwich or whatever. Like, I don't even remember exactly, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, and this is also, I guess, so this is so the mom tells the kids about their dad's previous job which by the way i don't know what his actual job is currently yeah they never say it but his previous job was a mailman mm-hmm. which is they they think he's been kidnapped because he was onto this conspiracy about this guy called mr sender because <laughs> he didn't know what return to sender meant as a mailman yeah and there was also the stupidest fucking shit where he was delivering mail like oh seven thirty eight and the 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 address was like you know spray painted on right in front of um yeah a, a, a sewer so he's just chucking in the sewer and then he came across ten and he chucked it into a wood chipper that just was like you know there was a number ten on the wood chipper for some reason <laughs> yeah and of course he does it with relish too he's like oh uh huh uh huh. Oh, oh okay okay <laughs> like he does it very one by one each piece of mail just chucking it all in yeah you know and, and, and then and the guy in the in the front of the vehicle doesn't know what the fuck he's doing he's like okay some guy putting stuff what? into a wood chipper like <laughs> yeah and it's and she's telling him the story that uh you know as he was sorting mail he kept getting these return to sender return to sender yeah so he goes to his boss and says yeah this David Cronenberg. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like the most gentle-voiced man ever for somebody who makes <laughs> such disgusting, perverted movies like Videodrome and and shit like that. And yet, he seems like a really gentle man based on this cameo. So very soft-spoken and yeah. kind. It's like wow, it's like the one person in the movie who actually speaks nicely to this guy. Kind of. I mean kind of. But then he gets fired. Yeah, he gets fired because he's stupid because he he was showing him, look at all these return to senders, Mr. Sender or something, blah blah blah, conspiracy. 
and then he's the the his boss just fires him because he doesn't understand how mail works which is a valid reason to fire a mailman <laughs> agreed but they of course come to the conclusion that there's he was on to something so he had to get fired to silence him or get him out of the picture oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets worse yeah so i mean there's they're dry like tom arnold eventually gets a so he gets a car from the military dudes like as a bribe because he thinks he's super smart but he's stupid but he's like oh i would have just accepted a ride home but thanks for the car um there's you know some assassination attempts which you know go bad because of stupidness well okay there was one that didn't make any sense to me so the guy's got the chloroform right well, this is before, after, before. So I'm talking about the car chase, kind of. Oh, okay. Never mind. Then I'll get to that. So later. I'll, yeah, there, I'll, we'll get to that in just a few seconds, really. Uh, oh, okay. The one was the first one was like a guy shoots out the uh, gas tank, gas yeah. is exploding, and then he's trying to change the radio, but he lights the ash like a cigarette lighter, and then just says, "Oops!" Oh, chucks it yeah. out, bl- blows him up. And then, and then, and then he actually no. Okay, so this is like in between that one, and there's he gets a call from his uh, his kids and his no. He call because there's a there's a phone in the car. He okay, calls yeah. up. He calls up home. Says, "Honey, I'm sick." Like, "Hey, how's it going?" Or whatever. And they they warn him of drive B fatal error, which was what ha- which was what the computer showed when they put the picture in the yeah so they warn him watch out for drive b fatal error and then okay whatever he hangs up so they go i don't know what that means yeah so they send out the next assassin which is a demolition expert which is he puts a bomb on the car and then a bee happens to drive fly in fucking (laughs) tommy boy style so he like like ah drive b fatal so yes he like is like I'm driving B. Get re- wait, drive B. So he pulls over and smacks the B, while the the bomb actually fucking just goes off. Yeah. They think they think they kill him, but but the but the fucking bomb literally just blows up the back half of the car, and he's completely fine, <laughs> even though it was a huge ass explosion. <laughs> <laughs> like, what yeah. am I watching here? Like, what uh, is it was this? weird. <laughs> I mean, the B and thing. He, and he looks at his, sh- yeah, and he he looks at his shoe. He's like, oh yeah, good shoe, because it like blew up the <laughs> fucking car. He assumes or something like that. Yeah. So, oh. then the one with the chloroform, which is the one that made zero sense to me. Yep. So he has to go and gas up. Uh, because his because he got his gas tank got shot out he goes up gases up yeah and then he's like doing, he had to take a, he took like, like a quick sh- yeah he took a quick shower with like yeah. a hose an, an italian shower <laughs> yeah <laughs> with just a hose and then like a air thing that they have you know to fill yeah. the tire with and then yeah. there was a yeah one of the other assassins was coming up behind him as he was you know drying off and yeah, he, like had chloroform, a chloroform yeah. rag, but it blows it blows it into the bad guy's mouth, 
Okay, blue. Uh, okay, so he blew it. In. You see, I met. He seemed too far away for the chloroform to actually go into his mouth. So I was so confused by that. I was like, like he that ragged it and was holding it, and then yeah, it just like kind of. And it looked like he was holding it tightly, but then suddenly out of nowhere, it wound up in his mouth, and I was like, "What?" Like, and I rewound it a couple times. I was like, "What's going on here?" I couldn't figure it out. And so I'm glad you mentioned the fact that he was air blowing because somehow I missed that. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was drying off too far away. Like, (laughs) yeah. But he doesn't die there. He doesn't take him. He falls into some tires. uh, And then he's an assassin with like a blade. Yeah. It's like an assassin blade. And like as he's getting up, he punctures a tire and it explodes. Fucking shoots him 50, 100 feet into the air. Easy. Yeah, that was strange. And he and he lands down into the gas station, and chickens just start flying out of the gas station. <laughs> yeah, I was. Oh. Uh, at this point, I was like, "What next?" Oh, but I shouldn't. I shouldn't have asked that question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, no. Oh. So they th- well, they. I mean. So they th- either way, they think Tom Arnold is dead from the explosion one. So I guess that one must have happened be- after, before then, I must assume. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so. that would make more okay. sense. My bad. Right. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> Where it, it, it's easy to get... It's hard because it's all just set pieces and bits. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like situational comedy, basically. Yeah. yeah. So after all that, they reunite at home. And uh, Tom is explaining the whole Mr. Sender thing, which turns into like this dream sequence kind of thing, mm. <laughs> like with Christopher Lee <laughs> in like a yeah, hell the scenario. King of Kings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's in because I was like, wait, because I got because I was at this point, I was like, okay, wait, is this is this real? Because they had the aliens. So right. I was wondering, is this real? Okay. Uh, he, he was getting all these senders, return to senders and throwing them away. Just throwing them away. Yeah. I don't was, know. I don't know. I, it was weird. I don't know. It was wicked confusing and strange. I don't know if it was even supposed to make what sense. I mean, I, there didn't, it didn't. Yeah. He was just, he was just torturing all the return to sender things and then they cut out of it and he and he had like you know one of those csi whiteboard things with lines and circles and sender like a conspiracy theory board you know like this movie's kind of just making fun of conspiracy theorists the whole time really when you think about it i mean yeah yeah which i kind of appreciate so know? that did answer my question was well is this return to sender shit real too now no it was just <clears throat> Him explaining what he thinks the return to sender guy was. Yeah. Just an excuse so, to get Christopher Lee in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah nice which <laughs> I'm not going to complain about because Christopher Lee is, yeah, like I said, he's the king of kings, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So then what happened? <laughs> okay. So then, so, uh, so they're looking up this. Christopher, or not Christopher, but Sender. They're looking up Sender in the phone book. 
which they find one sender uh, who happens to be, I guess, just some museum owner, basically. Which leads this. That's that's what leads to the uh, them not being able to start their car because they. He was like he was trying to start the car, but he had no key in his hand. He was like, the car won't start. Why won't it start? I and he wasn't even like trying to twist the ignition with his hand. He was like in out, like where you would be holding the key. Yeah, it's like he expected it to be in there already. I guess I don't know. For somebody yeah. who's a conspiracy theorist, it doesn't really make sense for him to leave his keys in the car. But whatever, for whatever reason, he thought that they were there. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but he was in, and then he says, "It's dead." I, I'm, I'm, he, he has to give it CPR or mouth to mouth resuscitation. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, so he kisses the fucking car as yeah. I don't know. He gets he gets electrocuted. And has a moment of clarity. He, he basically, oh yeah, where he finally yeah okay go on. He, he I mean I don't know his exact words, but he monologues like, "Wait a minute, this is all just fucking stupid." <laughs> like I'm just I'm a paranoid guy that he literally pl- makes fun of the movie or points out <laughs> basically that, wait summarizes a the whole plot. <laughs> yeah, it's, wait a second, this is all just stuff we're coming or jumping to conclusions and being way over paranoid about. Yeah, and I'm putting my family in danger. Like all this yeah. stuff that's like pretty smart actually to think about. <laughs> yeah, but like as as the CGI electricity fades, he turns <laughs> and he even says, "This is something I have to remember. Remember, remember." And then the CGI f- electricity fades, and then and then he's like, "What? Huh?" And the dog throws him the keys. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And they head on yeah. their merry way. And, oh, and his wife is like, oh, is something going on? He's like, uh, yeah, but I don't remember. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which was like that big memento. Mo- like, that's that was the moment in the movie where I was like, Duh! you know, because... It makes you think of the movie Memento, which not to compare this movie to Memento, you know, or the quality of that, but it did kind of remind me a little bit of um, the scene in, in Memento where he, he I, I don't remember exactly the circumstances, but he, he got some big revelation. He was like, oh my God, I got to find a pen. I got to find a pen. Holy crap. What's going on? And then he, he loses it. And then Christopher Nolan laughs in your face. <laughs> anyway. Well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> but go on. <laughs> um, okay, they get to the museum and split up. And so Tom Arnold goes with his daughter. Uh, they, they, they're in like a planetarium section. Mm. Um, the lights go off. Like literally the lights just go turn off and then that makes them think that they're dead they come to the conclusion that they died because the lights have been turned off (laughs) something about that is so peculiar I just have to laugh it's so dumb because like because they turn off and like wait i can't see anything what is this what's going on yeah. is this are we are we dead and then and then i don't understand like it's my favorite scene yeah yeah i think i laughed harder at that like uh, yeah. like i mean i laughed pretty hard at this movie but that might have been the part i laughed the hardest yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and then they and accidentally then, commit mass murder. But, you know, we'll let you okay. get to- I mean, the planet. So the they're in the planetarium room. Like, so the actual show start. Well, not the show, but the lights go. The planet lights go on. So there's like stars and stuff. Like you would at a mm. planetarium, look up, see stars and whatnot. And the janitor, <laughs> the fucking janitor's coming by. So they think they're in heaven because the lights went out. They think they're dead. That there's stars and stuff. And a janitor's coming by, and she says, "Is that? Is that who we think it is?" And Tom, Tom was like, "Oh, hey, Lord." And he's like, "No, it's, it's, it's Lloyd. My name is Lloyd." The janitor's name is Lloyd. And he's like, oh, we've been mispronouncing it this whole time. It's just so, so fucking stupid. I mean, <laughs> come on. They, oh my God, this movie's so funny. All right, go on. And I don't know, they have a, there's like a few minute dialogue of them asking questions while the janitor's like responding to them normally. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, Tom Arnold, like, I just okay, anyway, go on. Yeah, and it, it and it mostly just ends with like saying, but yeah, you guys aren't supposed to be here right now because it's you know closed. I'm cleaning. That's what the janitor's saying. They yeah. interpret it as God telling them, wait, you're gonna send us back to life. <laughs> <laughs> and and Tom Arnold's like, okay, so anything you want to tell us before we you know go back to the land of the living and he's like yeah throw your gum away because that's 90 percent of my job is picking up gum <laughs> yeah they just get thing. rebuffed by the yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah he they make it out alive of the planetarium they come back to life yeah and, thankfully and then as they so they split up at the beginning of getting to the the museum the, the the son and the mother uh they go into a, a more museum type situation which they interpret it i don't know how they oh okay no this is how it happened they they're searching for uh you know what's his face mr sender and they they get in... <laughs> they get in... <laughs> Hold it's on. interesting to watch you like try to figure out the plot. No, I'm like, trying to just, kind of weird. I'm trying to just uh, formulate this next sentence, which I know what it is because it's just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they get into an elevator, <laughs> and they think it's a time machine. <laughs> yeah, what was that all about? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can think of is that, like, maybe they thought, like, that they were in a phone booth and that it was like a time traveling phone booth from Bill and Ted or something. Like, that's the only thing I could think. Like, and that's a that's like a serious stretch. The kid I really just couldn't figure out the time travel logic that no, they were trying to go. There was with. no logic. The kid sees numbers and letters on a thing, and yeah. he just jumps to the conclusion <laughs> that it's a time machine. That's all it was. He sees the he sees the numbers and letters of the fucking and he's like, oh, this is a time machine. <laughs> Again, the way he said it was just like <laughs> unbelievable. Just yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. 
episode he puts in letters and shit he just you know he does the kid thing of you know just swipe swiping his hand down the the elevator buttons and his yeah. mom you know jumps in uh, last second they get to they, and which just brings them to the like i don't know a next level the floor of like <sighs> and it's an exhibit of dinosaurs <laughs> Yeah. So, so they think they actually think they traveled back in time. <laughs> yeah, um, which is an unfortunate coincidence that they ended up specifically there. I mean, just by chance, I guess. Yeah, it's like goddamn it, they had to have dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, and the kid, like, he writes his name on the wall of the exhibit of which he thinks is a cave of the cavemen so yeah. he's like yes i'm putting down my name as the first english words to ever have been written ever people will discover <laughs> this and worship me as a god and then the mom is like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like, she's more confused than we are yeah, she's actually understandably confused <laughs> but yeah he has he says sorry the power went to my head or something like that (laughs) because they get back together they you know go back through the time machine tom arnold comes back to life they meet up they say like yeah we we died met god came back to life what'd you do oh we went back in time uh buster cemented himself as a god from the past of some sort (laughs) it's like Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) So this is, I get a little lost here. Somehow they get into a TV studio. Yeah. um, I'm not sure how this happened. uh, The sender guy had an interview in his calendar. Oh, okay, right, right. Yeah, they got that like a little black book it was like his whatever his yeah his schedule his calendar yeah so yeah he was going to a tv show to promote the new exhibit at the museum so they go there um and they have there's a bit with uh jenny mccarthy was being interviewed by fucking some guy she was telling this tragic story and then the the applause lights come on and the audience applauses and you know jenna mccarthy's like what why are you okay and she continues to tell a tragic story like and the, the applause lights keep going on and i'm like okay what are they doing now that was and, funny like I, and it was the little was girl like trying a- to yeah it was the little girl flicking on the applause lights because she didn't i don't know they wanted to turn the lights on for some reason she's like this well, light switch's like, not working it was like a comment on like um what do you call it? like reality tv and like the jerry springer sort of style of like um tragedy being entertainment and all that which i i, I appreciate the film for poking fun at that before it became popular to poke fun at you know, and to kind of use that sort of like, you know, um, a tragic American family thing as a as a scapegoat slash punchline. Like, like I thought that this movie was a, was pretty clever in at least sort of underlining that, even though there were ways they could have done it probably better. 
I, I still appreciated the fact that they gave it a shot, you know? So, yeah. And then, the, yeah. Cause there was that Jerry Springer asp uh, thing where Tom Arnold was involved in. They were yeah. going down the line. They were shut. Like they were saying, what was your backstory? Some fucked up backstory. Like, through Oh yeah. A few different other people and they get to Tom Arnold and he was like, it mostly um, just involves incest again. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, Pretty much just like somebody marrying their grandfather, or like when, which is the like their I, which is the joke of what Tom Arnold is is like. Uh, uh, I, I am, am my own grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> he st- and then he starts singing some song. Is that a real song or a song for that was made for the movie? It has actual lyrics. It was it, yeah. They, he it was played during the actual credits so i mean credits too and like yeah so at this point because it was in this movie twice and because at least one of those two times it played the entire song from beginning to end i personally would consider it a real song by tom arnold oh i am my own grandpa yeah yep Which is actually pretty catchy. I'm it was pretty lie. catchy. I, I won't lie. It was, <laughs> I, I was trying hard to follow it, but he yeah, was going by too, too fast. <laughs> it was I'm like, like, all right, whatever. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, really confusing. It was like his he was he married a widow whose daughter married his father, and then his cousin, or no, not his cousin. I don't, you know, there were cousins. Some, there were cousins involved it was, too. It, it was just... like some complicated, like family thing that just was like so insane <laughs> and yeah. messed up that it didn't even matter. Like it was just hilarious. And the fact it that it was hurtled. broken out in song, it's like, yeah. Just when I thought they like, couldn't throw anything else that weird, <laughs> yeah. that <Yep>. happens. <laughs> then so... Tom Arnold decides to sing. Yeah, that was wild. magical. Oh my god! So from there, I'm not sure how or where, but the the, the they eventually to... they blow people up. I know yeah. that much. I don't know how they got from that set to the warehouse 21, which was where the arms deal was going down. Yeah, I think at some point I just was so overwhelmed by mm-hmm. all that was going on that it just I, became I blinked blur. and missed. How, do you know how they got there to... Yeah, so they saw Tom Arnold on the TV, the, the army guys, and they sent more people after him. Then they nabbed him, took him to the warehouse. But I don't know how the rest of his family ended up there. Something mm-hmm. like that. I remember there was a, that the other car thing, though, too. Yeah. Where they they're, the the... They were trying to turn the car by putting the keys in the glove box lock. Okay, I remember and, that. Yeah, and the kid said, "Hey, switch places." So they did, and then but they still try and put the key in the thing. Yeah, now I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, well, I think like, they because they definitely somehow drive there because Tom Arnold shows up. Oh no! Wait. And then, <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of different <laughs> points where something like that could happen, so it's it gets confusing. Oh, because... I think that was after they rescue him, because they know. they take Tom Arnold to that army base. Then, because that's where he busts out. With yeah. The, he, the, the oh, right, thing. right. He hulks out. He hulks out. Okay. So they <laughs> they follow him being kidnapped to that base. That happens, and okay. then the and then the let's switch places thing happens. I think. 
because they find out about the meat the the weapons deal there uh-huh. that's where tom arnold overhears the location okay so okay then, that makes then sense. they take it upon themselves to go stop it mm-hmm. yeah uh, <laughs> i just yeah, got lost I mean, in the what the fucks of it it's, I mean, you know that makes about as much sense as everything else in the movie so yeah i'll yeah, go with it that whole sequence went by way too fast yeah yeah <clears throat> i mean it was there was so much going on at that point and i'm I was still trying to keep track of what the military guys were doing, and then like, just none of the family decisions were making any sense. I mean, it it was a really confusing plot. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like, as as fascinating as fascinating as this movie was, <clears throat> I did. There did come a point where I was I was struggling to follow it. Um, Maybe they were trying to make the audience feel like the stupids. <laughs> I mean, I felt really, really, yeah, really stupid by the when end I was of it. it. By hell, yeah. So yeah, they're at the warehouse. Um, it's uh, the 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 arms dealings going on. Tom Arnold shows up to stop him. I don't know. Somehow does it. He's yeah, basically, he basically is just running through the warehouse while people are shooting at him you know blow it yeah. and shit's blowing up um, yeah well at one point like he throws a grenade or no he the daughter he does throws something a that causes an explosion and then the daughter finds a grenade and pulls the the pin out and it's like oh isn't that a pretty red wedding ring oh what's this grenade i don't need this and she throws it behind her back and then five or six men get blown up yep. and then like I, I mean i saw a lot of bodies flying yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they couldn't catch him for some reason. Yeah, yeah. which like, I didn't really understand either because it's like were, these guys just, aren't he was just running around circles, and they were like, ah, yeah. chasing him. Like yeah. every intersection, you just did that weird like this thing <laughs> like every two seconds. Yeah, no, yeah I mean the also, family. Oh, yeah. And one of them was like when he did that. One of them led to like like a like a traffic car pileup, but of people just like yeah. running yeah. into each other. I mean, mostly the family was just running around hiding behind shit. And then yeah, they were just running somehow around they the caused place. the deaths of like at least a couple dozen people. I mean Yeah. And then shit, how did the co- the cops arrive eventually? Yeah. And then you Is see a big because... long line of people getting arrested, which begs the question how many people were even inside of that facility? Because how many people died and how many people got arrested? It seemed like a lot of people in both departments. So, yeah, I so guess I it's e- a massive consp- conspiracy. <laughs> I don't even know how the cops arrived there. Was it just because there's explosions going on or something? Or did I think someone? So, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna okay. guess because at one point they blow something up, and then there's like a firework thing. Oh wait, no, that was earlier in the movie when the Pete <laughs> Buttigieg guy blew up the building. Yeah, and he was then just... there were fireworks for some reason. No, he had he had like a just a gun, like a like a a handgun. He yeah, shoots, okay, that's it. Shoots a car and it has fireworks coming out of it. <laughs> yeah, which at the time I thought, okay, maybe they're just trying to be comedic. Yeah, but then I had to pause and think, you know, what's so funny about fireworks? <laughs> So yeah, the cops show up. There's a big gunfight where a lot of more body people are dying because I don't know. Um, the, the the main bad guy, the main bad guy, puts on like 
his uniform and uh, sacrifices his his sidekick, says, oh, this is the guy. It's all his fault. And tells the cops to kill everyone, shoot them all. <laughs> yeah. While he just drives away. Um, and then that's that's basically the end of the the, the plot-ish, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the stupids, they return home, but they Safe find... Safe and sound. They, yeah, safe and sound, but the the main bad guy is hiding behind a door with a gun, and then he threatens to kill him. Um, yeah, which was really disturbing, actually. I have to be honest. Yeah, I was, I like, was oh, like, whoa. Okay, I was like, okay, well, how is this going to resolve itself? The delivery <laughs> guy from earlier, from seventy forty six thousand nine one one whatever, comes in with the delivery, just knocks him out. Yeah. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah. And then then before they got home, though, they they uh, made Sender repent or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, are you are you lost? Yep. Yeah, yeah. They were like talking to the Mister Sender guy, and they're like, yeah, because he was lost and couldn't find his way home or some shit. Because he had to get turned around because of all the cops. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, just stupid," like saying you're lost. He's lost, you know. But they were thinking metaphorically, so I can just turn my life around. You just turn around and go straight and take the straight path. (laughs) That's (laughs) that was like (laughs) that was so silly. Yeah, yeah, and then it ends with I don't remember. So the more aliens, CGI. yeah, the alien, the, the aliens show up. I mean, well, there's more CGI cat. He's just chilling in the pool, um, and the aliens show up. How did they die? I forget. Something happened. Oh yeah, they did die, didn't they? Yeah, or was... at least they were at least b- about to die, at least, or got, and then got right. beat oh, yeah. back up. That's right. Yeah, okay. Tom they Arnold fled. was was on the grill. He's like looking at the bottom of the lighter fluid and spraying oh, them. Right. Yeah, he was reading the bottom of the lighter fluid to his kid because he wanted to let it. <clears throat> but he was just spraying the aliens like, see, flammable, do not let children use. But he was like spraying <laughs> the aliens with gas and he lights the aliens on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was just... I, I mean... I don't know. I, I think at that point I, I tuned out. I mean, no, I was ready out. for the end. I was like, this is do- yeah. over. It's over. Let's get it done. Yeah. With. I just couldn't take any more. I was crying, uncle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me too. I was like, please be over. Like, there was 30 minutes left. And yeah. I was like, oh, God, please be over. No, still 30 <laughs> minutes left. Yeah. And it goes in all this crazy stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, then. But I, there was CGI at the end, right? Like the cat or the dog or whatever the hell it was showed up. Yeah, they both, the cat and dog both showed up, yeah. I don't exactly yeah. remember what they were doing. Yeah, they did something. Made fun yeah. of them. Yeah. And then the credits appeared. Thank and God. I sang hallelujah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, this was something else. I I, I wouldn't say it's a, on the level of insanity as like Freaked or South yeah. Plantails, mm-hmm. but 
there were moments where it came close. Yeah, it was fairly incomprehensible about how s- stupid they were. It was. Yeah. They, I'll give them credit. Yeah, they're fucking stupid, and they made it work. I don't. Because that's really how the plot moved forward. It was just based on their stupidity. So, I thought it was a brave. It was a very, very brave movie because it betrayed. I mean, pretty much everything that you require typically when it comes to like a cohesive plot. It was pretty much just about these people just fucking up. Yeah, every single decision. Mm-hmm. And somehow, it's like Dexter. Somehow, despite how awful their circumstances get, and despite how just how how deeply they plunge into just pure madness, <laughs> it ends up working out. Yeah, and I don't know how it happened. I don't know what happened. All I know is that it was very, very interesting. It was interesting enough for me to even go so far as to say that I actually kind of appreciated it on a very weird level. Like John Landis, I'm not going to, I'm not going to praise the guy or anything like that, but I think that the movie is certainly very interesting and I actually kind of enjoyed it on a, on a very, very weird level. I I laughed at how stupid it was. Yeah. I laughed more recording this than I did at it. Just because of of thinking through, because watching it, you're just like, okay, whatever. Okay. Whatever. But trying to explain it and think it through, it was just fucking. Yeah. I think I had to. Yeah. I was gonna say the most I laughed was when they pulled up to the TV station or somewhere. <laughs> they just smashed into another car to park. Yeah, <laughs> was it's just like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I would give it. I, I mean, I think that. It's hard for me to really say whether this movie is good or not, but it was so fascinating to me that I can't really give it anything less than like a two or a three personally, just because like the comedy was so otherworldly and so confusing that I just, I wanted to see how, like how it would end. I don't know. I mean, and also Tom Arnold really brought me through a lot of it. Like, yeah, he was good. So funny. He was good throughout. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd give it a two and a half myself. Yeah, probably. I, I, I'm upping the score too after after us talking about it as well. I probably would have just given a one or one and two, one to two, <laughs> but two and a half. Yeah, after us talking through it. <laughs> I originally gave it two and a half, but I think I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'll go three. Yeah, I'll go three as yeah. well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So we're all on board. It was it was compelling. I mean. Yes. Yeah. And like, it's hard to really think of other movies that are like it. I mean, yeah. maybe other than the two that I mentioned earlier, those are I like had, the two. I had an idea for like a re- reboot for this. Oh, and, yeah. and, instead of a, a family, we just get four friends extremely stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be hilarious. Yes. Same same plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can make that work for sure yeah 
Stone like oh, hotcakes. <laughs> oh, this movie would be a blast to watch Stone, probably. Yes, that's what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get four friends to watch it Stone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I enjoyed it. It's weird as hell. I mean, I I, I think that um, and I'm, you know, I'm surprised I'm really, really surprised that I've never heard of this, actually. Um I think when I you mentioned too. the title. Oh what? I think I had seen this before. There were some parts that were extremely familiar. I think I might have like rented this a a long time ago or some shit, but Okay. Yeah. I it it seems like something that I may have like I mean I rented a lot of bullshit. <laughs> I rented like Johnny Tsunami and like all kinds of stupid crap, you know. But um if I had rented this one, I don't even know what I would have thought of it before, you know. I think it would be harder as a child to comprehend what's going on. Yeah. 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 You'd just be I, mostly relying on the gags, I think. Yeah. I would have to agree. Yeah, this is definitely not a kid's movie. Um, I think most kids are just going to be confused by it. I think kids are going to have an easier time following like the Flintstones Viva Rock Vegas than something like this which i know we have not talked about that oh. movie yet <laughs> yeah, but when what? we do what's that <laughs> yeah oh uh, yeah did you know that they made a sequel to the flintstones movie Who did? Wow. Hmm. a yeah. sequel a sequel or a prequel oh it's a prequel <laughs> yeah yeah oh, they decided okay. to make a prequel check it out all right <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, no, this movie was it was very interesting. Um, yeah. I'm glad you recommended it. I, 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 like I said, I've ne- I don't I really don't think I'd I'd ever heard of it. I hadn't. And, uh, yeah. it was a, yeah, it was a Google know. roulette. I did not Google roulette. Does not choose it out of anything other than just blind picking out of Google yeah. out of a Google search. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, John Landit. I mean, after the whole incident, I, I kind of stopped paying attention to his career. But I'm not going to pretend that he didn't make masterpieces i mean american werewolf in london and the blues brothers and animal house are three of the best american movies you know i mean he like as far as like quality goes for the 70s and the 80s that's up there with like rob reiner's work but um you know i didn't really pay attention i mean i know he made coming to america and like a few other movies but um i know i stopped paying attention to his his career um and uh, I didn't know that he made anything this out there. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. kudos to him, I guess. Um, yeah, it was it was it was definitely interesting. And uh, Christopher Lee, even though he really didn't even need to be in the movie, he made me smile. Yeah, me too. Yeah, R.I.P. So I guess that. I mean, do either of you have anything more you want to say? Oh no, no. <laughs> I think yeah. I think we've hit, we've we've done a pretty decent job of covering everything. I mean, I'm sure there's some other stuff, but it's not worth it. <laughs> no, we got it. <laughs> All right, so so yeah, that concludes our episode. Um, the next movies we are choosing, we've decided to stick to a little bit of an unusual theme. Um, just kind of out of inspiration for our 420, you know, 
episode where I decided to choose an odd animated movie. We've decided to choose some animated movies for this for our uh, our next episode. So um, yeah. So do either of you want to go first, or should I just go with my pick first? Uh, you can go first. I wanna All right. See if the one you're thinking of is the one I was thinking of because it sounds right. similar. Okay. Yeah. Go for. It. Yeah, that sounds good. Um. So, uh, the movie I picked. And I don't really know necessarily if this is going to be like a good, bad movie or just a bad, bad movie. All I know is that it's not very critically well liked at all and that a lot of people, you know, shit talk it. But I I want to watch it anyway because I'm curious about the concept. You know, I'm not trying to scare you guys away, but I think it's a French movie. (laughs) It's called Immortal Ad Vitum. I think that's the title. <laughs> I'll send you the link if you're confused, but immortal ad ad vitum or ad vitum ad ad vitum immortal ad ad vitum. Okay. It's it's a it's mostly animated from what I can tell, but I think there's some live action. So I think it's a combination of animation and live action. Um. I just want to give it a shot. And I think it's based on a graphic novel. I don't know. I, I'm, I, it's like a blueberry type of pick. I'm just giving it a shot. So. Right. <laughs> and originally I was going to pick Bebe's Kids, but you know, I decided I'll save that one for another time. So, so I'm assuming this wasn't the one you were thinking of them? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say uh, Cool World. Oh, that was with what's his Bruce Brad Willis, right? Pitt. Oh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt and Gabriel Byrne and Kim Basinger and believe it or not, Nicole Kidman, fresh off her success from her debut film BMX Bandits. Uh, she makes an appearance in this movie, so can't wait to watch it. Is it? It's mostly animated, right? Yeah. Is yeah, that what we're going with? Are you going with Cool World? Yeah, I think so. Word. I can't wait to rewatch that one. Yeah, oh. it is definitely. It's like Roger Rabbit. I've, I, 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 I know a lot of, vaguely a lot about it because either I listened to a podcast about it or I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it a couple times. It is a fucked up, disturbing movie. And do you know who directed it? I I looked it up earlier, but I don't remember. <laughs> It's directed by Ralph Bakshi, who oh, directed yeah, Fritz yeah. the Cat. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. He also directed one of my favorite animated movies of all time, which is called Wizards, which I highly recommend. I was considering that one. Yeah. I, my backup was also Heavy Metal. Oh, I love Heavy Metal. I actually it's contemplated movie, choosing yeah. Heavy Metal 2000, but I decided not to. So, so I'm not ready for that one yet. But... um. <laughs> Uh, Wizards is actually a really interesting movie. I wouldn't exactly call it a bad movie, but it might actually be interesting to watch at some point. So I would, I would maybe keep that on the back burner. Anyway, but yeah, cool world, good choice. So, all right, and we're doing CGI, I guess, counts as well. 
Um, it can be CGI. It can be animated. It can be right. live action animated. It, as long as it involves animation, it really yeah, yeah, it's it's matter. well, it's a it's a I'm I'm choosing Food Fight. Okay, I've heard of that one. I like the title. I've I've never heard of it, but I like the title. Food Fight! Exclamation point at the end. Ooh, okay, <laughs> so it's an. It's, right. I tried because I actually when I saw it, uh, it had. I mean, I, I, we'd have to maybe even check to see if it's on the bottom 100 because oh, it has yeah. atrocious ratings on IMDb. Okay, okay. So, so it's considered yeah. a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> is uh, is that one that Red Letter Media did? I, I've heard of it. Some. I don't know. Maybe it was probably on their Plinketto thing or whatever. Yeah. Because stuff look, because I definitely recognize stills and images of it. But, and from somewhere. I really need to get back into Red Letter Media because, I mean, I, I know them specifically for their Star Wars prequel reviews, which I absolutely loved. And I saw those back when I lived in Kansas, and I thought that, th- that those were like internet masterpieces. Like, I was like, holy crap, these guys are brilliant. But uh, then I never really watched much of the other stuff that they did like their movie reviews and stuff which people have mentioned to me before like that they review a lot of really bad movies that i would probably enjoy but that's the worst yeah yeah they have a whole series i'll I'll definitely like i'll i'll try to find the time to actually explore their stuff at some point but definitely check uh, out the ones with macaulay culkin they're always fun yeah yeah (laughs) he's a fan goes up in their stuff that sounds awesome yeah i I like Macaulay Culkin more now as somebody who's like kind of a like in, an internet personality and like a vlogger and a satirist. I, I like him more now than I did when he was a child actor. So I'm, I'm really, I'll, I'll definitely look for those. Um, but okay, so Food Fight, wait, Food Fight exclamation point. <laughs> cool yeah. World, Immortal, Odd Vitam. I, I see. I don't even know how to pronounce the, the title of my movie, but I know it has the word "immortal" in the title, so I'll go with that. Immortal. All right. Cool. I have a feeling that this next episode is going to be very weird. So, <laughs> yeah. I just have that. I just have that a slight inkling. So, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit. All right. Cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well. This has been a very long episode. We've been talking a lot about the stupids, but I feel like we've, we've managed to reach a point where we, we can understand the movie at least enough on a basic level. So I think, <laughs> I think we're okay. You know, we're doing okay. We're, we're surviving. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anything else you guys want to say or share or mention? Or... No, I'm good. I don't think so. All right. Well, like and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Peace. See See ya. ya.